0: You're listening to a ShockCast Original. Shock. The C Word with Calista. All right, welcome back to The word with Mikalista, and we are aiming for the sky with this season. It is season three. I can't believe we've gone through three whole seasons of talking to so many interesting people and I think we found the perfect person to start off this season. You might have seen this viral Emirates ad that's making its rounds on Instagram with a student standing right on the top of the Burj Khalifa, aka the tallest building in the world. And once she was back down on the ground, we tracked her down to ask her how she became such a daredevil everyone please welcome nicole smith ludwig to the seaward hi how are you i'm good how are you because i know it's been a crazy time since that ad came out it has been crazy but you know i'm doing great and loving every minute of life but that's every day you know for those who don't know the burj Khalifa is like 830 meters tall and in comparison the twin towers the petronas twin towers here in malaysia are only 452 meters tall so that looked that's crazy. <laughs> what was it like? Like, did you have to audition or did they just know who you were because of, I know you You also do a lot of other daredevil-ish kind of things. How did everything start? Well, first of all, I've been a professional skydiver
1: for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I started skydiving back in 2007 and over oh. the years I've done, I've jumped all over the world. I'm the youngest person actually to ever skydive all 50 United States. And wow. I've do demonstrations and, and stunt work and these types of things kind of all over the world. And a group that I've worked with before in the past on several stunts that it's Prime Productions, Marta mm-hmm. and Alan Gayton. They're, they're friends of mine. Gosh, I can't even count how many stunts that and projects I've worked with them on over the years. But Alan gave me a call just kind of randomly out of the blue one day. And he said, Nicole, he kind of gave me a little bit of an idea of what it was going to be. And then he asked me a really funny question. He goes, do you have red lipstick? I'm like, well, what? yeah, I have red <laughs> lipstick. That's kind of a weird question. And, and he was like, well, how red is it? And I Go, oh, well, it's red. I have, I mean, every shade of red, but well, how red do you need it to be? And he's like, that's perfect. Okay. What I need you to do is I need you to send me like a casting video and tell me, you know, your name, your age, where you're from, the crazy stuff that you do. Like, like I said, the skydiving all 50 states. I'm a yoga instructor, a skydiving instructor, a professional demonstration jumper, I'm a kite surfer. So I do all these things. He's like, put it all in a video, put your red lipstick on and send it to me. And um, and that's kind of how all that got
0: started. The red lipstick was the strangest part of that whole casting video because like it kind of feels like with all the skydiving and everything, do you like, is that the main focus point? I really can't speak for Emirates here because mm. I mean, I don't know. I do
1: know that they did a casting call amongst their own flight attendants. I believe for someone to stand at a height of 830 meters or so, it, it's not just I don't believe it's a stunt that anyone can just go up and do, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. with my history and skydiving and dealing with high stress and anxiety inducing situations, I believe that that was a really big factor in this. And then in terms of, of safety and you know these types of things, that's a, a huge priority for me. So uh, the red lipstick, is, I say the red lipstick is just a joke, but its it goes down to my profession, being a professional skydiving instructor Mm -hmm. and and being able to to handle these types of situations.
0: Yeah. This was something that I actually wanted to ask you because I saw on one of the videos. So basically they wanted the red lipstick to see whether you would be able to blend in as a stewardess. Right. And you definitely did because you did look like you belonged in that uniform, but there was a comment on one of the videos that, Oh, this is a totally unnecessary stunt. She's not even a real stewardess. I'm like, of course. Of course she's not she's a professional why would they risk the life of a of a of just a student who doesn't know what she's doing of course all the safety precautions were taken and of course they got someone who knows what they're doing to do something like this you know it's 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 it completely makes sense what I'm trying to say is, like, I think a lot of people don't understand the behind the scenes of something, of any commercial, really, if you're not really in the industry. Like, you don't need an actual stewardess to portray a stewardess, but you do need a professional stuntswoman to do a professional stunt. I think that's
1: that transcends everything, right? When you look at movies, very rarely is it the actor that is doing the stunt, right? It's, yes. Uh, someone who's a professional stunt person that is doing that
0: yeah and that's kind of why I really like the fact that they released the back like the behind the scenes because it shows that they did put safety first and it showed like you put extra stories and stuff on your Instagram showing like all the safety precautions that you were like strapped in like did you have like a practice round before you went up or like there was something like you were strapping on before you even attempted that one hour climb that you were talking about of course and and just like any stunt it's not you just don't go into
1: doing a stunt you, you, enter doing a stunt with reverence and experience and, yeah. and that's, of course, that's, that's what we did. Again, I've worked with Alan and Marta for a lot of different projects. And that's one of the reasons that I continue doing projects with Alan and Marta is because of their strict guidelines. They are, I don't know of anybody that is more dedicated to these guys that in terms of, of safe hand protocols. So yes, we had several days where there was training involved. Okay. And one of, one of the most important things, of course, is being a, being familiar with the rigging, the platform mm-hmm. and how having the ability to look, to walk around, to touch the platform, to see it, to climb on it, to, you know, to figure out where I'm going to put my hands and my feet and how I'm going to climb up there and, and how it's going to feel in the uniform and and the heels. And, Uh, So of course we, we did all of this in a controlled environment that, that, that mitigates
0: something else. Like on the C word, uh, one of the main things that we talk about is creating content. And I think this definitely gets into that creation part, right? Because being in the entertainment industry, you kind of realize that a lot of people don't understand how much work goes on behind the scenes. You see a 30 second ad, but how many days, how many hours, how much, you know, knowledge and skill goes into creating that 30 second ad. And I think that the behind the scenes video was was very important, not only to be amazing and, and show people how it's done, but it's kind of from an education standpoint as well, you know, because a lot of people don't think about things like that.
1: Maybe you're right. And and it's certainly, it's not, you know, this isn't a, a story of instant success either, mm-hmm. right? This is yeah. something that is, that there are, there's years of experience and that, that goes behind all of this. So that, I think that's an important factor as
0: well. Which actually brings to my Next question. So we know you obviously have nerves of steel, but who is Nicole Smith Ludwig? You, your IG bio says you're a world traveler, a skydiver, a yoga instructor, a hiker, an adventurer. What is your backstory?
1: That that's a really great question, and yes, I'm I'm all of those things. I'm just a girl from a small town that has a thirst for life that can't be quenched. I just I just love living, and every second that I have on this earth, I promised myself I would never take. For granted. So that that's that is what I do. I have a really I have, I have a story that has gotten me to this point in my life where mm-hmm. where I refuse to waste any any seconds. But yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. So you say you're from a small town where exactly? I am from a tiny little town in northeast Georgia, United States of America called Cleveland. If you're old enough, maybe you remember the Cabbage Patch Kids, maybe not. I don't know okay. how big they are in Malaysia, but that's the only thing that put my town on the map. Other than that, it's in the it's literally in a, in a valley in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. Beautiful place. It was a town of about 5,000 people, very small town.
0: Wow. What was the first thing that made you realize this is the kind of thing that you wanted to do? It's always been in my soul. I mean, I've, I grew up in the mountains.
1: I grew up hiking and climbing mm-hmm. and being outdoors. I, it was just always a part of me. Me. It's still it. It will always be a part of me. So
0: how did you go from that to skydiving? I love this question. <laughs> so I've always wanted
1: to skydive. Always, it was just an ambition that I had, and and for whatever reason, time or 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 money or opportunity or whatever, it was you know something that I wasn't able to do until 2007. And my my first husband bought me a tandem skydive for my birthday, and he took me out to the drop zone, and I made my first skydive. And it just planted a seed in my heart of, it's really hard to explain what a skydive does. If you've ever been on a jump, then you know how difficult it is to explain it. It's kind of like trying to explain the taste of water. Like you just know (laughs) it's water, but you can't exactly, you know, put it into words what it's like. So it, it planted a seed in my heart. And I've had some things happen in my life. The husband I'm speaking of, he passed away suddenly in 2010 for about a year of my life. I just kind of was in a tailspin. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just trying to get reacclimated to my life. And finally it was January, 2011. I decided that I was going to go skydiving on my own. So I went to I dropped zone just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and signed up for Accelerated
0: Freefall and learned how to skydive. Wow. First of all, I'm so sorry to hear about your first husband. Thank you. Um, but seems like it kind of pushed you to accelerate what what you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. It completely changed the trajectory of my
1: life. You know, we have situations in, in our lives that are defining moments mm-hmm. you know and and it was eye opening to me at that point that irrespective of your age things can things can change in a heartbeat and yeah. So yeah. it was it was it was the right time in my life to to start skydiving.
0: You said you're a professional skydiver. So what were you doing before you became a professional skydiver? Before I was a professional skydiver, I
1: was working a high stress corporate job in retail sales. I managed multi million dollars in sales. I, I managed multiple locations. So it was it was the grind, right? It was the the corporate ladder that I was I was trying to climb, and and it was I loved it. it I was good at it. I had a lot of fun. But like I said, you know, some things happened in my life that made me reevaluate what was important. Mm-hmm. And I decided to pursue
0: a, a, a life of skydiving. I've always wanted to go skydiving, but... <laughs> it just hasn't happened Yeah, I've been paragliding. I've been obviously parasailing. I've been, you know, that swing in New Zealand. Oh yeah. Canyon swing? Oh yeah. So we I've done that. And we have those too. with it called,
1: it's called the daredevil dive where I'm from. I've done that. That was my first taste. What like free fall would be was that.
0: Yeah. So that was my, my plan. Like in 2018, I did that. And my plan was when I went to Dubai in 2019, I wanted to skydive, but my boyfriend had rhabdo, rhabdomyosis. Okay. Yeah. So he got that and then he couldn't go. So so it just kind of got pushed back, and we wanted to go back in April 2020. But of course, in March 2020, the world locked down. The world shut down, happen, of course. So. yeah. So what's stopping you now? We're still in lockdown. <laughs> Are you still in lockdown? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you know, whenever you're out of lockdown, I I suggest that you do it. There is nothing in the world like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Nothing <laughs> in the world. It's the the most incredible moment. At least for me, is the moment that you're standing in the door of the airplane. All right the doors open and you have all the wind in your face. And it is that moment of where you trust yourself, you trust the process Mm -hmm. and stepping out. And it's the most liberating, crazy, chaotic, terrifying, exciting experience of your life. Like you get all that entire rush of emotions. And then when you're in free fall, it is I don't know. I think if you can step out of the door of the airplane to skydive, you can do anything. Honestly,
0: I don't think I will be the one stepping. I'm like tiny. I'm like under five foot. So whoever's on the tandem with me will probably be carrying (laughs) me in front. I'll just be like, okay.
1: (laughs) But you have to get there first, right? You have to get to that spot. You're on your own. And yeah, if you can get there, you can do anything.
0: Does it get easier? Like, does the thrill ever go away? Does the thrill of skydiving ever go away? Yeah. Like, you know, when you, like, if you're doing something for the the first time, like you said, it's terrifying and exciting at the same time, but do you ever get like, Oh, it's just another day. Oh, I'm just going to jump again. Or is it, is it exhilarating every single time? It's an interesting question. I think if it got repetitive and mundane,
1: I don't think I would enjoy it, but I think that goes for anything in life, right? Mm-hmm. If anything ever gets to that point and it's irrespective of what it is, if it gets boring and mundane, do we do we keep doing it mm-hmm. i've i've and i've been jumping professionally since 2011 i know i don't get bored it's every day is different every student is different every
0: jump is different so it never gets boring Right. So now you're based in Dubai. Basically, if I went to Dubai to skydive, you would be one of the instructors to, to do it. Or are you an instructor I'm, not doing the tandem? I, I do. I do tandems. I do accelerated free fall. I do
1: coaching. If it, someone's an experienced skydiver, I can help them become an instructor. So, I, I mean, I do a little bit of everything. But yes, I'm here in Dubai. And, and this is, this is my hub. So how long have you been in Dubai? I've been in Dubai for five years. Wow. I love, I've loved every minute of it. It is truly one of my favorite cities.
0: Okay. But would you also call yourself like a stunt woman? Or was that one of the first like campaigns or ads that you got hired as a stunt woman? Sure. I've done some stunts in the past. So yes, I would put
1: stunt woman on my resume. What what's one of the craziest things you ever done? I've done some glider stuff. I've done like an ejection from a glider. You might have seen it on GoPro. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, but behind the scenes stuff or God, multiple world records for some other that have been done in in Dubai so that's yeah insane it's certainly fun
0: okay and okay if we we take it back to the Emirates one the the Burj Khalifa right what has been the response since that video came out since you've been doing this for so long what's the difference between everything that's been happening since the ad came out and everything that you've done before this the response from the general public um mm-hmm. yeah just in
1: general in terms of the response to the ad I think that I I don't know it's been a really provocative ad I think that it has made people think this is the the type of ad that makes you feel something, whether it's fear, or I don't know whether it's excitement or vertigo or disbelief or or whatever. It's been really interesting to to get the feedback from that. Mm -hmm. And then personally, it's a a huge achievement for me to have gotten to done the stunt, you know, to be the first woman to stand on top of the Burj Khalifa is humbling and exciting, you know, to be the only woman that has ever stepped foot there is, I I don't know. I'm proud. (laughs) I'm really proud of the achievement, honestly, and and again, I'm just incredibly humbled by the whole thing as well.
0: well what did it feel like to actually be standing up there? Because I know well, like the the wind is there, like sometimes it rocks and everything, right? The feeling of standing on top of the tower is
1: kind of a two part thing for me because you know the initial climb was a challenge. It was getting up to the top mm-hmm. was, I felt very accomplished getting up there, but standing on top of the burge, it wasn't the last part of it because there's still a platform that I had to climb still two more meters to go. So getting up to the the top of putting my knees on top of the platform and, you know, grabbing the pole and, and trying to find my balance and then standing up was surreal in a way and breathtaking. And again, it was a huge, I just felt accomplished from it. It, it was amazing. When I got to the top and, and stood out there, there's literally nothing around me. It was just me. Nothing as high as me. It was standing in complete open air. I and mean, all I could do was just stand in awe of that. And I, I whispered to myself, I've made it. I did it. And, and I loved it. And then, of course, I did the very first thing that they tell you not to do. And I looked down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to ask, so were you nervous at all? Was there any
1: moment that you were scared? Um, You know, I think that anybody that would be standing on a platform 830 meters in the sky that said they didn't feel any fear is lying. Mm. Um, Because I mean, there's how could you not? How could could you not have that moment of like your heart rate accelerating and, and you start breathing faster and your hands getting kind of sweaty? You know, how could that not happen? that's just a natural response, but, and I can't say this enough, going back to the safety aspect of things, I knew that every safety aspect was in play, that every, everything had been considered everything in terms of my team, everything was done strictly by the book. And with the utmost consideration to safety. So I knew that, you know, the anxiety, a little bit Mm -hmm. of anxiety and a little bit of that accelerated heartbeat and and the normal things that happen to anybody in any kind of situation that, you know, can cause anxiety. I knew that it was okay. So I rested on that. How long were you up there? Five hours.
0: Wow. And it was
1: filmed out of a helicopter or? It was filmed with a drone. It was filmed by a team called Chopper Shoot, Uh but they did it with a single
0: drone take. Wow. So you had to stand up. Up there, well, I assume you got to like kind of sit down. I or sat was- down. I was sitting. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: sat on the, I, but I was on the platform for about five hours. So sitting or or standing, just whatever, what, whatever was going on at the time. If it was filming, I was standing. If we weren't filming, that I was sitting and jamming out to music with the riggers that were up there with me.
0: What were the views like though?
1: It's stunning. It is the most beautiful view of Dubai in my very humble opinion. It's, I don't know, I, you could see everything. I could see every aspect. It was a 360 degree view of the city, unobstructed in any way. And so uh, you said you were
0: filming in the in
1: the morning? We filmed, we started. So the it got started at 1.30 in the morning is when the, the call time was. So okay. we got there. We started the climb about an hour and a half before sunrise and got okay. to the top about about 15 minutes before sunrise. And then I was up there for, like I said, about five hours.
0: So you watched sunrise from the top of the Burj Khalifa? I did watch the sunrise from the top of the Burj Khalifa. Well, definitely no one else can say that. You know, I don't know.
1: I don't know if anybody else can say it, but uh, it was it's one of the most beautiful sunrises I've ever seen. I love I love the desert sunrises. I love sunrises and sunsets here. But to be able to see one from that perspective was breathtaking. It's
0: crazy. I, I honestly can't imagine. I did go up the Burj Khalifa when I was there. And even then it was like you can feel it right. Like just on the outside. And the, they've got glasses as tall as anything, but you're, you're kind of outside, you can hear the wind and everything. Sure. I can't imagine having nothing in front of me and, and just <laughs> standing there feeling that wind. It was
1: surreal, honestly. I, I really, it's, it's difficult for me to put into words how amazing the feeling was just to be up there. I say all of this, it was really great to have that experience, but it was even better to have the team that I had working with me. I can't say that enough. I had such an incredible team working with me. That made it so much fun. Honestly, I would I, go back up there right now with the same team and do this all over again.
0: I like that selfie you did. It's like you oh, and yeah? like three guys behind. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So the guy on the,
1: in the, the left of that picture, that's Billy, the guy in the center is Alan and the guy on the right is Shane and Alan, Alan's one is the guy that, you know, has the company Prime Productions. He was the one that was, you know, on the radio. He wasn't up on the, the tower with us, the, the, the pinnacle with us until that. So okay. he was down, he was, he was keeping all that stuff going, but I was up on the top with Billy and Shane all day. And those guys are a hoot. They are so <laughs> funny. One of my very favorite parts about the day was probably around the second hour. I mean, and you kind of run out of small talk, right? Like you're just sitting up there and it's, I mean, you talk about the weather and you talk about Dubai and the crazy things that we've done and where we've traveled and all the events that we've done. And and finally he gets to the point where he's like, you know what, what's your favorite kind of music? And I'm the, I have such an eclectic taste of music. I have everything from, I don't know, stuff in the twenties to today. I don't know, like I have Coltrane and Miles Davis to the Temptations, and I don't know, Nirvana, and, and I don't know, like Avicii and Oakenfold, and ev- literally every <laughs> genre of music. And then he was like, well, who's your favorite band? So I told him who my favorite band was. And he pulled up Spotify and we jammed out on the top of the Burj Khalifa to Tool, Red Hot Chili Peppers, to Nirvana. We were just, I mean, we were just jamming. I'm really thankful that no one could hear me singing, you know, because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, a, I don't sing very well, but God, I had so much fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the back of everything that you achieved and everything, like these are the memories that will last a lifetime, right? For sure. You're good people really,
1: really great people.
0: It sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. So I want to ask you how different is it standing somewhere so high up versus skydiving and standing at the door of a plane? Because obviously the plane is usually higher, right? Yeah. The plane is typically much higher. I mean, I have gotten out of
1: altitudes lower than, than the top of the Burj Khalifa before, but the visuals and the experience is completely different. There's, mm-hmm. you know, typically at that altitude, I have, I'm either in an aircraft or I have a parachute on my back and here, you know, I'm standing on the top of the tallest structure a man has ever made and it's just it's a completely different visual it's a completely different mental space mm-hmm. it's um completely different
0: would you say standing on the platform was definitely a lot more nerve-wracking i think that standing on the
1: platform was just new mm-hmm. you know it's just a it's just a new experience that uh, they it's unfamiliar you know i mean did i did i have sensations that I haven't had in skydiving in a long time? Yes. But have I had the same experience skydiving? Yes. But it's been a very, very long time ago since I had that, that same feeling.
0: Okay. And you, you said you've been skydiving in so many different countries and so many different states. Where do you think is the best view or the best jump that you've ever had? The best view I have ever had is in Norway.
1: that is one of the most Stunning landscapes I have ever seen in my life. The fjords and the glaciers and the mountains are just covered in snow. and And I've flown my parachute next to I think the third tallest waterfall, and you know it's it, it breathtaking. Then in terms of man made stuff here, I mean Dubai is incredibly unique place to skydive because mm-hmm. there, to my knowledge anyway, there's nowhere else in the world that you can skydive next to some of the world's tallest buildings. It's really cool. But my favorite skydive without any comparison, I've done a lot of really cool skydives too. A lot of really great skydives. But my favorite one was when my husband proposed to me, he was the instructor that took me on my very first skydive back in 2007. So we did, we, we jumped at a place called ASC just outside of Atlanta. And we ended up reconnecting I don't know. I forget when it was 2015, maybe just randomly at some crazy event in Chicago, we ran into each other. And then fast forward to August 14th, nine years. So it was uh, 2016. I took him on a skydive at the very same drop zone where we had met nine years prior. And he, I took him again on a tandem. So he's strapped to the front of me. Whereas before, you know, nine years prior, I'd been strapped to the front of him. So anyway, we, we did the skydive and it it was beautiful. You know, um, it was really great to be able to take him on a jump on my nine year anniversary skydiving. And then as soon as the parachute opened, like he has his GoPro out on his wrist and he starts going, you know, like he's saying all these really sweet things to me. And then he proposed, he asked me if, to marry him, and how can you get better than that? You know, it's our love story is my favorite love story. He's such a great man.
0: Was it was it a planned thing or was it like a spur of the moment? Because you said you took him on the dive, but he proposed. So no, so well the jump was planned, and, and let me tell you why. So I had it had been several
1: months since I had taken anyone on a tandem skydive, and I wanted to get in, in order to stay current as an instructor. You have to do so many jumps over the course of a year in order to to maintain your ratings. So I went, I was doing that. I was getting current again with my rating and he is, um, what's called an examiner. So he is, Mm -hmm. he's the type of instructor that can make an, an experienced skydiving instructor. So I, you know, I took him. So it was just for me to get my rating current. And he's so sentimental. He's one of the most thoughtful people on the planet. And that was, I don't know. I think he just took that opportunity and ran with it.
0: Yeah, I saw the video you posted. It was so romantic. Such a surprise. It was such a surprise. And, you know,
1: looking back on it, I should have known. I honestly should have known because this is what I, I really should have put two and two together, but everything just kind of, it seemed normal to me because it was my nine year anniversary skydiving. My mom had come out. She had done a tandem, the jump before my mother, you know, my now my mother-in-law, she was out there. We, you know, we were just in from out of town. So I thought they were just there hanging out with us at the drop zone. Little did I... I know that he had planned this whole thing i don't know what that says about me actually (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's just easy to get one over on me i don't know i was oblivious but that's
0: the best part right like if you had known the feeling would have been different but being surprised while you're in the air it's not like you could run away right Exactly. And, you know, everybody at the drop
1: zone was in on it. Our video guy was in on it. Like there were, I look back over, like in retrospect, it's very easy for me to see everything that happened and why it happened the way that it did. It's very easy. Um, But in the moment, I had no clue.
0: Did he suspect that you had caught on at any point in time? I don't think so. And I'm the kind of person that I don't
1: like surprises. I'm really terrible with surprises. If I think there's something going on, like the the most enjoyable thing for me is to figure out what it is. And I, and I had no clue, literally completely oblivious.
0: So is that one of his proudest moments that he made it a full surprise without you even suspecting anything? I think so. I do. I, I think he's really proud of himself and he should be so thoughtful. So now you both live in Dubai, obviously. Yep. He's from Dubai?
1: No, he's from New York, but he's oh, lived okay. in Dubai for almost a decade.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. When yeah. I was in Dubai, I actually met a few people who had moved to Dubai and everyone seemed to say the same thing. Everyone planned to just be there for a few years and then they, it just became their home. Is that the way you feel as well? I love the Emirati culture. It's, you know, Dubai is such a, a
1: vibrant happening lively metropolis you know mm-hmm. every everybody who's anybody it is it, it comes through here so entertainment we have some of the best food in the world and the history and the architecture and, and just there, there's so many beautiful things about here it's easy it has been easy for me to get swept away by everything that is the city I feel so safe I, I love being able to go out in the middle of the night and with my dog, with my headphones on and go for a run and have nothing to worry about. I I love that. Like I said, there's always something to do. Everything delivers. It doesn't matter what time of the day, you know, and then just the general Emirati hospitality. Mm -hmm. It's reminiscent of home where I'm from. People are very warm and welcoming and, you know, excited to meet you. And so there's parallels between Dubai and, and home. There's a part of my heart that will no matter where I go, wherever this life takes me, I will always carry
0: a piece of, of the UAE in my heart. Which actually leads to my next question. What's next? Like you've done all these adventurous stuff. Do you have anything still on the bucket list that you want to do? I have a lot of things that I still want to do. I mean, I, my ambition is to to travel
1: to every country before I die. So I'm I'm hoping I can, you know, I'm I'm hoping it's it's really ambitious, but I want to experience every every country. And then I have some other some things in the very near future. But you'll have to stay tuned. Ooh, okay,
0: okay. Stay tuned. Are they going to be even more adventurous? Have you got any extreme things that you've got got in mind? I think you're going to have to stay tuned. My Instagram at Nicole Smith Ludwig. Yes, definitely. If you're not following Nicole, you definitely have to go follow her. She's going to be tagged in everything. And trust me, since I've been following her every single day, there's something interesting going on on her Instagram. So yeah, stay tuned. I can't wait to share it. Have you ever been over to Southeast Asia? I've been to, let's see,
1: where have I been? I've been to Thailand and Indonesia. Okay. That's as far, as far over there as I've been. But it's that it's on the list. I want to visit Malaysia. I really do. I really want to to visit I you guys.
0: I think you should, because we've got the highest mountain in Southeast Asia, which is Mount Kinabalu, if you want to climb that. And maybe that. the next tallest building you should be on top of next should be the Petronas Twin Towers, because that would be amazing. I would, I would love that. Your
1: mouth to God's ear, invite me over and can... Uh, Invite me over. I'm there.
0: We got to find a way to make it happen. Um, Perfect. Everett's um, PR team. I know you're here somewhere. But <laughs> what's this? What, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really hope that you do make it over here. And the next time, hopefully once this lockdown is all over, I know your borders are open. Unfortunately, mine are not. But when they do open, I do plan to go to Dubai. Hopefully I will be able to see you. Maybe maybe you you can be my tandem skydiver. I love that. It would be my pleasure. Yeah, your tandem instructor. It would be my pleasure instructor. to
1: take you on a jump.
0: Yeah, whenever you're here. So hopefully in the near future, we'll make both of those things happen then. I would love that. That sounds fantastic. And other than Instagram, have you got anywhere else that we should be following? No, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram and I have a,
1: a YouTube channel, but I'm not really active on that. Instagram is really my thing.
0: Okay, well go follow. Maybe you should spell it out just in case. Nicole Smith Ludwig,
1: N-I-C-O-L-E. S M I T H
0: L U D V I K. I love you go, you go by three names because it's very rare because mine is also my middle name's in there as well. And I find yeah. like that's very rare for someone to have the three names. So yeah. I'm glad that we got that in common. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it's my it's my first, and then my maiden name and my married name.
0: Well, yes, I, I, I my, mine
1: is all mine. I'm not
0: married yet, so.
1: I, I love I love your I love Lee. I love that middle name. It's very pretty.
0: Thank you. All right. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, this has been an amazing chat. I really hope to maybe talk to you again once your exciting plans come out. Great. That sounds fantastic. Yep. And I will see you soon hopefully
1: I would love that thank you guys so much for having me and huge thanks to Emirates Airlines to Imar for making this this happen and then for my incredible team oh my gosh to Alan and Marta at Prime Productions to Shane at Tex events and then at Chopper Shoot and my beautiful makeup artist Katie Cousins thank you
0: guys so much thank you thank you so much can't wait to that see morning. what's next thanks with Callista.